hello 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 good morning i um <laughs> i guess i owe an apology because this episode is two days late we were supposed to be back on tuesday but i just got back from gambia and tired trying to get back to the uk life that i have not missed well a bit i did miss it a little bit um so yeah i got back from my holiday and here we are but before we start you are now listening to home girls unite please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking cleaning or doing any childcare related activities sit back and enjoy your life as per usual um my voice might be a bit um crackly crackling i don't know um, because I haven't had enough sleep. But nevertheless, we're here. Um, my holiday was amazing. I didn't want to come back, but my last week, it got to the point where I'm like, yes, I need to get back home because the eldest daughter in me was, the eldest daughter role was kicking in a lot. I feel like I experienced the eldest daughter role more in Gambia than I do in the UK, simply because my siblings in Gambia are way younger than my siblings here. My siblings in the UK are quite independent, so I feel like my little sister here is the eldest daughter (laughs) because she's still at home. But um, yeah, it was great. I was trying to navigate my way around the whole being a sister versus being a mother and constantly telling them off. I found myself having to have words with myself and being like, you're not their mom. You're not their mom. Stop screaming at them. But all in all, it was an amazing holiday. And um, due to that holiday, I thought, let me do an episode on the diaspora versus homeland and in particular focus on monies, finances. I think um I wanna I wanna look at this episode in two um strands. I wanna look at it from an eldest daughter perspective. And I also want to look at it from our parents' perspective because I think it all started from them. Um, If any of you have ever experienced having to send money back home or being pressured to send back home, it's it's likely that it started from our parents. So I want to do, like, look at the different um, things that both our parents and ourselves may experience as um, being in the diaspora and what people from the homeland expect from us financially. When I was in Gambia, I found myself basically being the ATM. I was like, you guys think I'm rich, but I'll take the amens for that because we all want to get there. But it really, I think the last week of my holiday, I was like, if I don't, if this holiday was any longer, I don't think I would have survived it financially because it's like they see that you're, you're, they hear your little accent, 
they see my little blonde hair <laughs> and they're like, yeah, this girl's got money, but yeah, I don't got money. So I thought, yeah, let me just do this episode and see how we can all maybe navigate our way around it. So as people that live in the diaspora, I think people that live back home, they probably think, oh, these people are privileged, they're rich, they have money, etc. And although I think, yes, we are in better positions, some of us um, may be more privileged than everyone back home or most people back home. It's not always... Um, it's not always as it seems, it's not always the truth or the facts when you really like look down on things. I think people always assume that Europe is where it's at. (laughs) It's not, it's really not. And um, so yeah, I want to, I want to look at the um, expectations of us and also a lot of the time a lot of entitlement that comes with from family and friends that live back home so I've been personally I've experienced people calling me or messaging me on whatsapp whatsapp is the devil because it makes it's whatsapp has two strands for me it's really good in terms of connecting people and connecting you back home but it also opens the door um, and floodgates for people like just being able to talk to you, ask for things that you may not necessarily be in a position to do for them. And I've always said, if it wasn't for my mom, I would not be on WhatsApp because I don't really like it. I prefer iMessage. If you want to talk to me, let's go get an iPhone in it. But um, so for me personally, one a few of my experiences is just cousins and aunties or uncles just messaging and asking for financial help. And a lot of the time, I don't feel like it's serious enough for me to like go out of my way. It's like, oh, send me a phone or can I buy me credit? I've run out of data, etc. And I'm just in my head, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy you a phone when I don't even have the latest phone or when I don't even have um, all the nice things that you want to buy with my money. So I think for me, that's kind of where the boundaries come in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting on my money here and not supporting people. I support people that I want to support, that people that I feel like deserve my money. And I do that through my mom. I don't ever send money out of to people that I don't know unless like there's really there's like really good reasons to do so. Um but in terms of family and friends even friends, I don't really send money because I'm not your mom. But family that I feel like needs support and I'm able to do that support, providing that I've um, completed all my um, financial obligations in the UK, i.e. paying my rent, having disposable income, 
um, having savings and doing what I need to do for myself here. Rather, it's never a thing that I send money or look after everyone else first and then have myself last. It's always Yasin is priority, my needs are priority, and then send it later if it's possible. So people that actually need it, this is not who I'm referring to in this context. I'm referring to people that are feeling entitled, people that think that they deserve your money, people that think that they have a right to your money, and people that are just blatantly greedy and selfish that um that want you to send them money just because um as some i've i've come across um situations where it's also not a direct thing it's usually your parents that pressure you to send these finance um these monies to people that are abroad or it's a thing that they need to send money and they're not in a position to do so. So they come through you to ask you to send or give them money to end up sending back home. And I think a lot of the time I find this quite sad and unfair because a lot we all know how um, in immigrant homes, the family and what the family thinks it ha- has such a huge um a huge standing and is really highly regarded so instead of really thinking about what your child's needs are and what your child um is going through if they're even in a financial position to be sending this money out parents are here pressuring their kids to send money and um be supportive of people that they probably don't even know or met or this is the one that annoys me the most a lot of the time these people they don't give a shit about you or your well-being or if you're eating you don't know if my rent is paid you don't know if I'm gonna get evicted you don't know if I'm well a lot of the time you don't even get a high on whatsapp you just get a whatever they're asking for and they just expect you to get up and do it. Um, so that's really frustrating. And I feel like our generation experiences it less, but it's still there. I know that I'm very good at saying no to people. Um, I'll be like, no, sorry, I can't help you this time. Or um, no, I'm not going to help you, depending on your request so I think what we need to bear in mind is that some people are just greedy and selfish and they don't necessarily understand that we're all struggling even though our struggles may be different um we're all struggling to get by um we're in a pandemic jobs are not as easy um things are getting expensive but pays are not increasing so those are all the things that they probably don't understand so I think as eldest daughters as always we say let your nose be heard like let if you if you don't want to help someone just tell them no and personally some of the things that I've been doing is (laughs) 
I'll be like, I don't have a job. I don't work. I don't, I'm in school. I don't have any money to be sending you. Block them. If people are getting brave, just block them. And they don't need, you don't need that kind of stress on your, on your phone that you pay for. If you, if someone is bothering you and stressing you about financial obligations, just block them or ignore if you if you don't want to block them and you still feel like you want to have conversations with this person and it's the fact that their um their requests are just too much i think maybe if if they mean that much to you have a an actual conversation sit them down virtually and then be like listen you keep asking me for money but i'm actually like not in a position to give you any money so I would appreciate if you stop asking I think for us um it's important to protect ourselves and our finances and our futures because imagine you start doing this monthly like HR payroll for these people doing um doing this is going to open so many floodgates because when you do it once people are going to expect it monthly um and then let's say for example you have kids or you get married and your partner says uh no this is not the kind of thing that we're going to be doing in this family or we can't afford to be giving out money because now your kids are your priority you're gonna have a hard time you're gonna probably end up getting hurt because you realize that these people they don't care about what you're going through as long as they get their monthly money and the fact that you're stopping that monthly money they're not going to see the fact that okay this person has been supporting me for like a year or they've been helping me where they can but now they have their own kids and they can no longer do that so let me just you know let me just be appreciative you're going to turn into the wicked witch so these are like long-term things to consider as well um so yeah as eldest daughters I think that's some of the main things that I think we should be aware of and these cousins that come here asking for phones asking for airpods the thing is they don't ask for cheap shit that's what pisses me off it's like I don't even have an iPhone. Like, I think my iPhone is like three, four years behind the iPhones. But you want the 2021 iPhone. So (laughs) those are the things that like really annoy me. That they're very bold in their asks and good for them. I mean, I hope someone buys them the iPhone, but it's definitely not going to be us. So um, that's the thing that I think we should keep in mind as eldest daughters. So now moving on to our parents. Um, this one is going to be a bit harder. And I think for our parents, it's, I think, I don't know how to say, it. it's always like, um, I don't, it's harder to break the cycle with them because they just do what they're used to, what their peers do, etc. And 
I've seen a lot of um issues in like um in immigrant homes where parents are like sending their monies home and at the end of the day they might not be able to afford rent they might not be able to afford like basic stuff because all their income has gone back home or they've been pressured by family members to buy land pay for school fees etc and these times the money is not even going towards what um they're intending for it to go on someone might be like my child needs school fees um can you send money like can you pay their school fees and then by the end of by the time you realize that money is going into something else and yes we might think oh family is family like but when money is involved i don't think like it's really hard to trust people especially when people are desperate when people um are being greedy you can't really predict anyone's behavior i think unless you can really really trust someone um like for me that being my mom i don't think you can just be sending money or sending money to build a house and then just living and hoping for the best and another thing that i think our parents some may forget that in this situation is that you're sending money to build a life back home or to support someone back home when your own life in the diaspora is really not up to par like you might not be living in um desirable living conditions you might not be eating well you might you're like leaving your house at early hours or coming back late nights or doing night shifts in this cold only for you to basically at the end of each month pick up that same money that you've really struggled over to send it back home for people to basically live lavishly and i understand the whole idea of yes i'm building a house for like back home for like retirement or holiday home etc but is your home in the uk or wherever you live in the diaspora is it also in a better position because you you spend most of your time there that's where you lay your head every night you may go on holiday once a year for like a two weeks a month maximum but you're here in the diaspora in your home for like 11 months of the year so those are the things that i think people really forget to consider and just go in um because that's what they used to that's what all their friends have always done you get up you go to work you pay your rent and that's usually the biggest part of their priority and whatever money is left it's sent back home to do whatever and then you might end up going home in 2 3 years and then noticing that this house or whatever business that you've been told is being built doesn't even exist because people thought oh so and so is not here so let me just you know take my money that 
they sent me to for their house and put it into my own life. And that's where family conflicts start and issues start. And before you know it, you've wasted like all your income on someone that doesn't really give a shit about you. And it's one thing doing this to yourself. But I think for me, when the line where the line is crossed is when immigrant parents pressure their children to do the same thing or to be um sending money back home and um putting them in a position where the same results could happen i would give this to my dad he's always said to me don't send money home he's very anti sending money home and he's um always i think because of him people think that i'm mean because they're like oh this 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 girl we raised her i'm thinking first of all you didn't raise me like you didn't pay any of my school fees my mom and my dad raised me so i think it's the whole idea of you know you were raised by a village so when you grow up you need to support the village and do what whatever but i don't i don't remember that village paying my school fees i don't remember that village like feeding me or you know when i'm sick coming to the hospital you don't call me to check on me you don't do any of that so for you to expect my money to be in your account it's quite mm, that's the kind of confidence I need to be rolling with in 2022 because these people have mastered it from day and I think also it's like the lack of embarrassment to ask it's it's really I find it like wow you woke up and you thought, yep, today's the day that I'm going to get £100 out of Yasin because I think I deserve it and I need to buy new shoes and I need to do this, etc. So I think our parents are definitely um, struggling more um, because they simply don't probably know how to navigate their way around these conversations because it's what's expected of them and they feel... Um, the need to show up all the time, even if there's consequences. Whereas I feel like our generation, we've clocked from like early that, yeah, we're not going to continue doing this. If you if you want to help your parents, that's fine. But I think you need to make it clear that whatever money I'm giving to you, I'm giving it to you, not for you to be sending back home, but if that's what you decide to do with it, just know that that's the only money you're getting from me for however weeks or months that you want to give them money. So I think it's just, you know, one of those things that is going to be hard to break the cycle um, for our parents. But I think you just need to talk to them. Sometimes they just need to hear these things because when you're used to doing something and no one's telling you it's wrong, you're not going to think anything of it. You're going to continue doing it. So I think just speak to your parents. Um, If you're the one that's highly affected by this as an eldest daughter, I think start implementing things and removing yourself slowly. Change your number 
I'm in actually in the process of changing my number because when I went to Gambia, a lot of people, I think this this annoys me a lot, is that people don't ask permission before giving your number out. And I find it frustrating because I don't think you should just be giving people's number out without really asking them first. So too many people have my number now and I don't want that. I I don't want that. So change your numbers, block people, have those difficult conversations with family members. The people that actually care about you most likely will not stress you or press you into sending them money. They may ask when they need it, but it's going to be in a way that you yourself know, cool, like this person actually, they wouldn't have asked if they weren't desperate. And you'll know that, okay, yes, I have it, or no, I don't have it. But if I do, I can support you. So I think just remember that when the floodgates open, it's really hard for them to stop. So try as hard as possible not to even get to that position because it's not going to end well for you, your finances, your personal goals, your long-term goals and your general well-being because it comes with a lot of stress and pressure and anxiety that whenever a number outside of the UK calls you, (laughs) your heart might start (laughs) skipping. This is the thing. They don't have, they don't have money to, um, to buy credit, but for some reason, they always find data to come on WhatsApp and be calling you directly. But nevertheless, I hope this episode helped. And I hope if you're going through this situation that you're able to fight it a bit and remove yourself slowly, take your time, do what you can if you want to, but ultimately put yourself first and prioritize your needs because that's what they're doing at the end of the day. I hope that helps and yeah, speak to your parents too or let them listen to this. Thank you everyone and hope to see or see no you're not we're not seeing anyone hope to be back next tuesday as promised so yeah have a lovely day thank you bye